0: This is a professional radio, gentlemen. That would and be it's a... front wheel drive. Scotty, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gentleman, what would you go for? ACSN
1: there. Okay,
0: and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not.
1: Automated perfection.
0: Comes in the form of two letters
2: A and Long live
1: my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It is Tuesday night here. It's me, Maddie J online with Edward Bunting, Rizzy Ross actor, and Mr. David Prince. How are you, gentlemen? Very good, Matthew.
2: Exceedingly well, well thank you, Matthew.
1: Very, 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 very good. We were just talking just before the show about uh, about our good friend Mike Brewer, uh, who you as as David just found out was buying was bought cars and driven cars in Australia, and he he owned, believe it or not, the most incredible Falcon ever, as as Riz would know, the AU Falcon. He, uh, he owned an AU Falcon station wagon, which he converted to a I think it was like a like a backpacker's car, oh. um, <laughs> and then he and then he did a and then he sold a or then he bought a mark one escort from an old lady i think it was a 101 and sent it back over to the uk and made a good profit on it there because they seem mm. to like their old things and, and and we were just commenting on on uh well david was just saying how excited a person got with a f- of a f- uh was it a te cortina with a yeah, 4.1
2: one liter te cortina thought it was the ant's pants oh. not a good car <laughs> not a good car <laughs> now- I use that car to uh, describe, you know, when the, when I'm at a service department and someone's complaining about, you know, the wine in, in fourth gear between thirty-seven and thirty-nine kilometers an hour or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and and I, I just say to the service guys, Oh, don't you just miss a you know, a good a good warranty claim. It's like T E cortinas when they came in, they had rice growing in the boot. You know, <laughs> now that's a warranty claim, you know, like wow. Growing in the boot? Yeah, well, they leaked so badly that the the right the thing would fill with water, and they reckon you could grow rice in the boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plants weren't their forte, were they? No, no, no. no.
1: Rice patty Cortina. Yeah. Is, um, but uh, let's get straight into it, gentlemen. How are you guys? We'll start with Edward Bunting. How are you, my friend? Hello. Very well. Very well. Uh, updates with you, my friend.
3: Updates with me. Uh, well, we went to Cars and Coffee most recently last Sunday. That is our uh, discussion point.
1: We, we, we will be talking about that. We'll,
0: we'll talk, talk
3: about, about that. I decided I would risk taking the Moke for its first official car event outing. Um, It made it there and back, which is good. Uh, I did get halfway there and have to put the hood up because it was a bit rainy, and luckily I just picked up the hood the very day before Saturday from the repairman who had put new perspex in the windows and stitched up some things. And um, it's the original sort of denim soft top, so it's quite faded on top. But, um, you know, it looks the part. It sort of suits the car, and now with clear windows, at least you can see out of it. (laughs) You know, <laughs> should, should you need to drive it with the hood, hmm. but I must admit it's a much nicer car without the top on. So, you know, yeah, the good thing is you can fold it down, you know, and it and it becomes quite out of sight relatively. So it's not, you know, some cars you fold down the hood. I always thought those Volkswagen, Cara, um, what were they? Not the Caravels, the um, the Carmen, genuine Volkswagen. Oh yes, you. When you fold the hood, it's stuck up ridiculously, like. It bunched up at the back and it was really noticeable. Whereas,
1: same thing with the Mark One Golf, isn't it? Like, they, they yeah, of- I think so. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Like, some cars just sort of go, Oh, it's really the hood down doesn't really look good. Like, MX5s are very neat. Um, you know, BMWs, Merc SLs, they're all very neat. The Moke, to its credit, is quite neat when it's all folded down. It was, um, it was quite out of the way. So then you get that full, full open experience, which is how I drove home in it. Uh, which is Better. I like that just bit.
1: Just clarifying, you were talking, we're talking about panel gaps and TE cortinas. Yeah. The Revolve, there is a massive panel gap. That is that is just a gap. It's, a panel gap. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a gap. But the
3: rest of the car has very tight panel gaps because when you don't have doors, you don't have panel gaps. No, <laughs> no. The Moke really eradicates a lot of problems, like you know, electric windows not working. Mm. So have windows. Have windows. No. So no. you really do away with a lot of issues when you do away with a lot of tech.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, moking mm-hmm. is not well. The ad used to say moking is well, not a wealth well, hazard. Well hazard. Yeah, well, it is a well hazard now. <laughs> the buy one now is
3: yes. The That's buy cool. one. <laughs> the repairing's not that bad, but the the buying is bad. So that was uh, a fun day out. What else have I been doing? I've been driving around in my BMW 130i, and I think David and Matthew have both yeah. had a drive of that car now. Good. Yeah, so I really enjoy driving that. It's talky, it's linear, it's got a nice exhaust note. The gearbox is sort of tight, and it's just, it's just a fun little machine to get around in. So I like that car. I've only had one inquiry on it so
2: far, so it's not sold as yet. Interestingly, uh, Maddie and I both commented that it was um, more room in the footwell than the M3 that you had the yeah. M6. So
3: it's still it's, a tight footwell, you know. It's not a tight
2: footwell. That's right.
3: Not overly roomy, but yeah, there is room to put your left foot on the footrest sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas the E36 M3 that that I sort of half had a while back, um, that was very tight. You know, you had to be very conscious of where your left foot was.
1: Can I just say, I preferred driving that to the M3. I know that I'm, I'm probably going to lose all my... All my listeners, I think,
3: one thirty is a very easy mm. car to live with in terms of the way it drives. It's very sort of lazy. It's easy. Yes, it likes to rev, but it's also in a light body like that. It's talky enough to. Yeah. It just you can be in second or fourth or sixth or fifth, and it just sort of pulls and, you know, it's it's quite engaging.
1: Yeah, I, I mean the gearbox and clutch were, were pretty easy to modulate. But but it's, it's quite smooth. Yeah, it's it not is. Yeah. To drive smoothly. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. Actually, as I said, as I said to you guys when, when we were driving, it reminds me a lot of the typhoon in terms of like you know the the way yeah. just the way it goes and yeah, um, yeah into gear and everything. But the it's still the pedal box in that car was still it's it's better than the than the E thirty six M three, but it's still it's still quite tight. And if you got if you're yeah. wearing like a, like a size thirteen uh, <laughs> shoe, you're it's gonna true. you're gonna struggle. But much better. I I enjoyed it better, and I thought. In terms of performance-wise, there wasn't really much in it between that and the M3 when I I drove that, and there probably isn't. You know, uh, I mean,
3: oh, that M3 really did. Yeah, it sort of did scream a bit. It went harder.
1: It definitely went harder. How
3: how many kilowatts are they? E36 M3. I
1: mean, that's a three point two. I have to double check that. Um Are they
3: like? Are they two twenty or two ten or? Something yeah. like that. We'll look that up while we're online here. I know that Ooh. 130i is 190 kilowatts, but it would be a okay. lot of body. It would be a much lighter body than the e 36
1: yeah. Yeah, well, is, do you reckon it's still lighter than E36, though? I
3: mean, E36s were made out of bloody paper mache, so maybe
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Papier mache. Um, the, the, the 130 is a newer generation car.
3: A newer generation yeah. car, so... Yeah, look, I, I I really enjoy it. And I think I think someone will quack on that on that car. You just, just need to find the right person that wants that. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be I mean, someone that just wants a one-series hatch. It's going to be someone wanting a manual 130 hatch. That's who that's will. right. Um, so that's that. Uh, the Volkswagen multivan is sort of a waiting service and rego and a few things. So I haven't driven that around recently. Uh, the Pajero is making a bit of a what, what, what noise and has been doing so for a little while. Um, I think it's a wheel bearing because when you sort of Google, you know that whop 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 noises. Whop noise. Yeah, yep. I don't think it's tires. We <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had wheel bearings go before, and they tend to be more whiny, like a like sort of an airplane, like oh, you yeah. know, speed related. Um, this isn't doing that. It's more rotational whop whop whop, but. I still think it's wheel bearing. It
1: could also be a tire that's got a bulge. I I have would had be, that before, um, be. and, and it made it made, when it was going over. Whoa, 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 whoa. It seems it
3: do that to do it more. Like I notice it even when you're going slowly. Um,
1: but you you would you, you would with that because because it's still it's still going around. Bit-
3: anyway, I've, I've got to book it in this week or next to get that glanced at because I'm taking a vintage caravan holiday in a couple of weeks, mm. and uh, I will be needing it to tow. The caravan, and I don't want to do a wheel bearing on the side of the highway. No, uh,
0: no, no.
1: Just clarifying with you, Edward 236 kilowatts. So cool. it's definitely got more. Oh, it's
3: definitely. Yeah. I, I do think in a straight line, the M3 would outrun it because of that. Because it's, you're right. The weight difference is probably not as much as you might think because E3 it wasn't that much to them.
1: But anyway, sorry to, to go back anyway,
3: to yeah, yeah. No, good to know. Good to know. 236. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's pretty
3: much it for me and cars. Oh, do I mention, David, the new haul? <laughs> the haul. Um, I've,
2: oh, maybe, yes, yes, it's, it's
3: in, in the imminent future, I will be acquiring every brochure and press kit released in the Australian market from 1988 to 2005.
2: That's pretty I, nice. I have <laughs> a former queue here.
3: I had a viewing <laughs> of the said collection the other evening. I didn't look at all of it, obviously. I hand picked a couple of drawers to open and went, "Wow, there's some juicy stuff in here! Um, mm-hmm. All makes, all models, all Aussie. Yeah, hours of fun for all of the podcasters <laughs> <laughs> 10 years, probably. Um, so, yeah, I'll be acquiring those in the near future, and then, um, yeah, just letting them gather dust in my garage, I suppose. But mm. What a nice collection to be able to refer to. Should one wish to, uh, you know, have a look for
2: a brochure or a encyclopedia? Or... Britannic the yeah. got nothing on your garage. It. I know.
3: So it's quite exciting. They do take up quite a lot of room. I think there were fourteen filing cabinets. Um, <laughs> God. That's, <laughs> God, that's kind of like a a car, which yeah. I can't yeah. really afford to lose a car spot. So, you
1: know. So it's just out of, just out of field. curiosity. What year, 88, you said? 88 to 05. All right, so MR2, DALTD, uh, yeah. W124, it, all, it,
3: it should all be there.
1: I'm liking this, uh,
3: Edward. Yeah, yeah. I can't guarantee that that's there, but it should it should all be there. No, I, Edward, you just said for every card. Well, that's what place. I was told. That's what I was told. Okay. Was told. And not only the press kits and brochures, um, press articles as well. So, you know, like <laughs> articles from the time cut out type Ooh. scenario. So... There's a lot of resource there for uh, the budding car enthusiast.
2: We actually received a, uh, a package a couple of years ago now from um, a gentleman in Geelong, who had cut out every Honda road test. I don't know if it was just Hondas or all, or all different makes, but back from the oh, early 80s, like out of the out of the print media, all the road tests for. Dozens and dozens of different cars, and even the ads, you know, for the limited editions in the paper. You know, when they do a half-page ad with the features and the price for the limited edition, and yeah, he was cleaning some stuff out and thought we might be interested. And they're brilliant to brilliant. have. Brilliant. I've um, scanned and reproduced a number of the road tests in the uh, newsletter for the for the club and stuff. Which it's really interesting to see what they thought of them back in the day when they mm-hmm. were, yeah. I like that, the contextual information. Mr. Mm. Reed Driven would be interested in
3: some of those. He would, things.
1: yeah. He probably yeah. would. Mm. Absolutely. I think that would be really, really cool.
3: Yeah, we'll have to get him Well, he can, he can pay me for access to a brochure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ten bucks a brochure to see bucks, what, no. what, what they're about new, you, you know.
1: And he'll be like, this is all lies. They're all lies. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
1: moving on to Rizzy Ross.
4: Now... To be honest, last week hasn't really been a a car week apart from the Bosch Highball Cars and Coffee event Mm -hmm. where I did get to meet um, some of the crew from this podcast, which was good. Um, I also did see members of the police force. Yes. um, Yes. And, you know, my NWA within me came out. (laughs) <laughs> and we' uh, are lucky they had a Tesla there because that kept it all under the, uh, under control, you know what I'm saying. Um, but they had the the Model X and they had a I think it was an XR8 sprint next to that. And you know uh, the, the cops that attended loved the XR8, which it's a, it's an awesome car..
1: Yeah, it was- um,
4: So if Ford, you're listening, you need to produce more because our police force love him and they're sick of the BMWs. So Did the cops say that? They were sick of the BMWs? No, they didn't say that. I had to add that in there <laughs> to, to make it convincing for Ford to do mm. something because we need more Fords in the police force and not BMWs. They're not making any more. They're gone. I know. <laughs> it it is. Needs
3: Fords. What are you going to get, an older Cono van or something?
4: Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, look, any AU uh, Falcons. AU if we've got AU Falcons, that that's all that's needed. <laughs> um reliable, pretty much from the future, so it'll feel like it's the 2023 high-end ionic six. Um <laughs> and yeah, but no, apart from that, carwise, uh nothing really, just waiting to see uh product launches in the next two months and whether it means I will get to Parkways with my red car for hopefully either a red or a black car because what they say once you go black, you don't go back. Yeah. So that's the plan. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, nothing else happening in the car world on my end, gentlemen.
2: Awesome. Just talking about the Hyundai uh, Ionic 6, I've got to say that it is a great ad for the Ionic 5 when they have the old original XL. Yeah, driving yeah. along and, and and the paint peels off it and the like. It's amazing how similar in profile and how well that ad works. Mm. Um, but there, yeah, it's a brilliant ad, I think.
1: I actually love that ad. I reckon that's yeah. a, I reckon it's a cracking yeah. ad. And the
2: way that, the dashboard all peels up and I'm just looking and going, yep, yep, that's what they do. Yep. That's what yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I watched that ad and thought,
3: is that, is that a bit implying Hyundai is a bad quality? It's sort of, I thought I wouldn't show that in an ad.
2: Oh, you see, I didn't get that. I just got that it was like, Morphing. It shedding its skin and morphing into into something something well, that's, that's uh, a better way of looking at it, certainly. Yeah,
4: yeah. um It's a bit better than their last ad, I think, the I-30, when they launched the current generation where they dropped the old one out of a plane and spent, I think, 80% of the ad showing the old one.
2: Yeah. And then
4: all of a sudden this new one appears and the dealers were pissed off at that saying they never showed the new car. <laughs> yeah. So It's a little bit better than that, but... Uh, um, Maybe they've had a serious talk with their marketing people. That's right, but everything is, you know, we can't get those twelve thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollar Hyundai gets anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, I think the, the the cheapest car, the venue, they've had a price increase for. I'm not sure what it's gone up to. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're upmarket brand now.
1: Yep, absolutely. It, it's interesting that that they're um. <laughs> Like just to, just to see an Ionic 5 there. I actually I know David and Ed are gonna hate me for saying this, but I actually really like the the Ionic Five. I reckon it's a cool looking car.
2: I like it. Yeah, um, I think it looks
3: great. Um I, I know a lot of car people and I, I suggested this to a friend the other night, we were driving somewhere because he's talking with an electric car and he drove the Tesla Model Y actually and didn't like it. He was like, Ugh, didn't like the Model Y. I was like, mm. I was surprised. But I said, you might like an Ioniq 5. he goes, oh, Hyundai, you know, never buy Hyundai. You know, it's a bit of a badge snob. And I said, no, I know a lot of car guys who are not necessarily EV guys, not Hyundai guys, but they all really like the look of the Ioniq 5. So I, I think- that's saying something uh, very positive about Hyundai. I
1: reckon it's, I reckon it's the styling, but it's it looks like an it looks like a hatch, but it's it's just a little bit bigger and a
2: little bit higher. But it's also yeah, retro. The real it's life huge. huge. It's massive. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but it's like on the
2: Palisade um, platform,
1: correct. And, but like you don't you don't realize like you see in the pictures, oh, it just looks like a hatch. And then I think I always sort of looked like a hatch because it was peeling the skin off the the original Excel. <laughs> and, and then when you see one in real life, you're like, actually, it's quite a big car, but. The proportions mm. are I think the proportions work really well. I reckon it's okay. it's a great looking car. Yeah. Um, I would happily have one in my driveway. It's got a
3: muscular stance and it's a bit retro but it's still sort of modern
1: cool. It's yeah, I think I think they've got that right. Yeah, I th- I think that I think they actually completely nailed the styling on that car.
2: I think it's much well, dare I say it, I think it's much nicer than it's stable mate the Kia um, EV6. Oh yeah. Mm. Um,
4: yeah I, quickly... I completely agree with you on that. Genesis G- Genesis GV60, which is its other sister vehicle. All right, yeah, yeah. The Genesis GV60, it's based off the same platform, and I had that for a week, and it's a really, really. I, I quite like it. It doesn't have mirrors; it has those cameras, and the launch. Hyundai is dropping two hundred and fifty Ionic fives this month on. Was it today or maybe the 19th? I can't remember. Oh, 19th at 1 p.m. And there is a new version called, I think it's called the Epic variant. So EPIQ. And that one now will have those uh, digital rear view mirrors as well or side mirrors. Okay, cool. Yes. So that's starting to trickle into the ionic 5 range as well was but
1: it honda, the, was it a honda e that started that because i know the honda e you could,
2: yeah yeah with I no
4: yeah. Adi,
2: i think the Audi e-tron was the yes. first okay uh and, and then the e was i think the second
4: yeah and then the e-tron I, I i think the placement on the screens that show the view from those cameras on the genesis was really good i look it's so easy within five minutes you'll get used to them Okay. It's just what happens when they're not working, and I'm not sure. At least it's not a Volkswagen where the infotainment system doesn't really work, mm. um, but it, it seems to work all the time, and they do some real cool augmented reality stuff where they show you how far the car is, sort of, you know, when you put your car into a reverse and they've got those guidelines that show you in a normal sort of car with reversing camera. similar to that, but it does it live, mm. So it shows you how far back that other car is in your, you know, rear view as such. So lots of cool little features, but yeah, but that's 120 grand.
1: Yeah. And, and the Ionic 5 is what, in the 80s? It uh, yeah.
4: starts at 80s, yeah.
3: yeah. And high 7s into the 8s, I think. Um,
2: I was just going to say, I think I've said it before, but I don't understand why they don't actually take that whole design and scale it down two-thirds. Mm-hmm. And have like an nice i30 mm. size thing, the same shape, the same look, the same everything. Well, that itself, uh, yeah, it's still hotcakes, especially if it was a 50 instead of 80. You know, now,
4: one thing that is in the works is the I think it's called the 2024 high end Icona.
2: Yes, I've seen some pictures of that.
4: Yeah, and that's supposed to be the evolution or a smaller version of that. Where, according to the press release, they were claiming that. The, for the first time, they believe as a manufacturer that produces petrol and diesel cars as well as electric cars, where the Kona's design is inspired by their electric range. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so
3: the other interesting one is the new Santa Fe that I think is coming third quarter or fourth quarter this year, and that looks like a, from the, the artist impressions, like a Defender you know, it's very muscular and square. And oh, wow. I looked at some sketches of that the other day and went, If that's what it looks like. That's a very good-looking car, very different to the old one, yeah. but I think would sell, as I said to someone, a reliable Defender, wonderful. That's- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I think the whole design ethos with Hyundai at the moment, um, like I, I was a bit, what the hell's a star when, when, I, when I saw it? But I actually <laughs> saw one today on the road and I'm like, you know what? I It works. It, it's very futuristic and it yeah. kind of works. I, I was skeptical at first, but I, li- I really like them. I, like seeing them in person, like they work. And like I like the I like the tail lights, I even I even like the beluga front end kind of beluga well front end. <laughs> and you know, the Ionic five is just a clear example of wow, that's a damn good looking car. And I would you know, if that if that is, you know, what the future is, like the, the what I like about Hyundai, that they're not being conservative w- w- with their with the design because everyone's like, oh we're we're going to go EV, so we're gonna go conservative. They're not doing that, and and I, I respect that.
3: Yeah. Now
1: David
3: Yes, You have car updates. It's car great.
2: updates. I've been uh, not a all oh, Had a great day Sunday, but we'll talk about more that later. Um, really enjoying having the Integra at my place for a little while, out of its um, little um, climate-controlled <laughs> storage facility <laughs> in a hidden, uh, secret lair out in the uh, out in the east. That's such a nice car to drive. It's such a, a smooth, um, tight. Clean example with only sixty-seven thousand k's. It actually um, feels very, very nice to drive. puts a smile on my face every time. Mm. Um, so that's been good. The city is still at the service place. I'm going to swap the Integra over with that when that's done. I'm subscribing to the service month or service two months. Oh, service month, is lovely. <laughs> yep, no, making it happen, getting things up and running. I haven't done much more with the Civic wagon. I'm getting that back to do the um, aforementioned uh, rear wheel bearings that that are very whiny. Oh, okay. Uh, but I have those. But uh, they've said, yep, we'll do those after Christmas. So I must call them this week and book it back in. It's been relegated to the to, the, uh, to, a, to par- being parked in the street because the garage is a bit full. The Integra is certainly bigger than a K car, so it's not uh, yeah. not too comfortable in the garage at the moment. But yeah, I'm waiting for the rain tomorrow actually, because it needs a good wash. That Civic now be having set out in the street, so I don't want to. While it's so hot, I won't wash it. I'll just wait till the rain softens it all up a bit and uh, and give it a bit of a scrub tomorrow. I think
1: uh, if the rain's here. I'm, I'm hearing it hit the hit the window. Really? Oh, really? Okay. It's it's hitting down hard. So be prepared very oh, soon. Oh, really?
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna uh, go uh, for a swim after this podcast. Yeah, you might oh. want to. You, you, you might in, you the not,
3: street, in the street, actually. Uh, It'll still be nice in the ocean. It'll be warm.
2: Be lovely. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's about my updates. But, Maddie, what about Oh, you? well,
4: now that's it. Oh. Now. The, the See, usually, usually we may say nobody cares, but this time we're really Oh, no, care. we care. We Everybody cares.
0: cares.
4: <laughs> so, while that's happening, like I said, there's probably. People who enjoy small cars, K cars in particular, this will be very exciting.
3: (laughs) Yes. And I think David, myself, and you, Rizzalicious, enjoy small cars. Even though your Teslas are not that small, you still enjoy
4: the idea of having a small car. I would love to have the new Nissan Sakura. Mm. Or the Mitsubishi yeah. EKX or EXK, whatever they yeah. call it. So you that's know the
2: same, that's the same car, isn't it? It's just bad. I'm pretty sure, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think so. Uh,
4: unless there is there's a new one that BYD is about to launch called the Seagull, but it's <laughs> it's really it's even a smaller dolphin. But until that happens, Dahatsu, Nissan, Mitsubishi, any of those would be quite nice little city K car equivalent would like to get there. But before we go on any further, the main message itself.
3: Matthew, tell us, what have you done?
1: So uh, as I mentioned last week's show, I, I agreed to buy said scamp that we mentioned earlier on the show. And Sunday after Cars and Coffee, which we'll get to Cars and Coffee in a minute, we went and picked it up. Now, this guy has been driven on the road any sort of distance in, what would you say, David, like five, six years?
2: At least. 2016, those photos I showed you I had on my phone from when it was down in Basel. That's, that's nearly seven years. Nearly yeah. seven years, yeah.
1: So, oh, hey, uh, so so, uh, Edward and yourself, David, and, and, and I went to- the Support crew. Support crew, yep went to Sylvan to go uh, pick, pick the said vehicle up, which is now unfortunately getting rained on um, because I've, I've just, I've done a, a tire shop. So job, job, And I didn't realize it was going to rain this hard. Oh. Um, so, cause I'm, I'm taking it to, to what the name. So I'm taking it to Rob's tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Um, oh. So, and get the, get the rust done and, and it'll be undercover and, and sorted. But I thought, I, I thought I'd leave it out of, you know, it, it cause I'm going to take it and get it done. And now it's just absolutely pouring outside so I'm not happy about that, but I, yeah. So, so we went up in, in the M one, was it, it's a M 130 isn't it? Uh, Mr. Bunting. Yes, it
3: is. Yeah. Mine M 130
1: Yeah. And um, we went up there and we uh, picked it up and I was skeptical. So, yeah, so we went and picked it up and I was skeptical. It was going to make it home, but it started on the button and drove all the way back to David's where we gave it a clean and, mm. uh, and we, we worked as a team to get, and give it a clean. Uh, we organized Scamp Camp, um, <laughs> uh, which, yeah. which was... Uh, which was yeah, David coined that because uh, that
3: started off because, you know, I've got a Scamp, David has a Scamp, now Matt has a Scamp. So I was like, it's like okay, uh, we should do a weekend away in the Scamps. So that'd be fun, wouldn't it? And we are all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, we need to come up with a name of it. And then David very ingeniously said, Scamp Camp. And I was like, uh-huh. duh. Now I started humming this song, scamp, you know, So I haven't written the rest of the song yet, but definitely a weekend away in a couple of months' time. Nice. Um, um, I've got some ideas for location. I've been thinking about location. Yeah. I do like the idea, I said to David and Matt, of renting a tiny house to go with the tiny cars, <laughs> which would be very cool. But tiny houses typically have one bed, which is a, a double, which wouldn't suit three large men. So... No. No. We might have to abandon the tiny house idea.
2: Maybe if we found three tiny houses beside each other. Does that it, would be very cool. Very does cool.
3: anyone do a tiny house? Uh, village. A village. village.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's all.
3: That well, I'd be down for that.
0: Yeah, okay,
3: okay. <laughs> Work in yeah, progress. And, and tiny villages. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll put some more um, effort into that, that holiday. Uh, <laughs>
2: So I think uh, so after so I followed that car from Sylvan. I was driving the VM and followed it. Not a puff of smoke out of the exhaust and it just zinged its little way through the hills. Beautiful drive across to Belgrave from, yeah. uh, from Sylvan and then and then down the big hill to Ferntragully. Um yeah, it was a very pleasant afternoon it turned into.
1: Was uh, was very very good. I got a, um so I got a whole bunch of spares with it as well. Um, Mr. David Prince in his infinite wisdom has given me some stuff to use as well. Uh, so I really wanted to thank you on the show for that. So I'll be start I'll start to uh, apply them hopefully tomorrow. Door cards and things. Um, so look, it drove it drove really well. Then I took it over the Westgate. Um, to to my to my place in in, in well, my new my new home I should say. I'm fairly
2: um, confident that it's probably the first Honda scamped across the Westgate Bridge in a good twenty years. I'd reckon. Oh, uh,
3: I reckon. I, I beg oh, it okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Well, hang on. Have I taken mine over the Westgate? Yes, I have because I took it on the Honda Car Club run.
2: Oh, you did too, to Rousley on. Yeah, that was oh, a- Matthew the second Honda. The second. Scamp. Okay. <laughs> <Both guys. laughs>
1: She took it over there and got. I uh, uh, obviously opened the door and Steph and showed Steph, and she was a bit shocked. And she, but like she, um, like she was. She's been telling me to get. She, she's like, she's like I know you like little cars and, and things. And she's like, you've been after a K and and things like that. And and she's like, you want to be part of the Honda Club, and now this is a good way to do it. Perfect. <laughs> and it's a it's a it's a little it's a little terrier. Uh, uh, uh it, it kind of reminds me of like a little terrier, just just willing and happy <laughs> to go, but it just just it tries. So did that. As I do in every car I get, first thing I do is take it on its obligatory Macca's run to get a soft serve cone. So I drove oh. to the driveway, got a soft serve cone and then, um, and then I drove it home to my, to uh, to my, to my parents' place, put a car cover over it. Cause like I'm I'm going to put it in the garage once, once I'm actually moving all the stuff out of it tomorrow so I can do that. But in the meantime, I can put it behind the MR2 in the, in the place in, in, in my new place. So, Either way, it's going to be covered, but unfortunately, due to time and trying to get the rust cut out of it tomorrow, it has to probably stay. It, it's a world behind the gate and everything all locked up. But um, yeah, didn't really want
2: to. Can you get say that. the rust cut out of it, they, they, it? It's not a rusty car. There's a little bit oh. behind the rear wheel arch on the passenger side. Um, this is the pre, the last one that they built before they went to the monocoque construction, and they had, had quite a quite a reputation with the the seams in the roof covered with a sort of rubber strip. They had quite a reputation of of rusting out. But the scamps, thankfully, um I, I have seen some very rusted, but as a general rule, they weren't as subject to rust as as some of the later models. Uh,
3: scamps are still monocoques, though.
2: Oh, well true, but it was a different they went to the second generation uh, of, of those the that's what after the Steel. Yeah, but also the way the, the sides were actually welded onto the onto yeah, centre yeah, yeah. Center, pieces. Yeah. That's what yeah. really gave it the um, those roof channels in the in the, the funny, roof. Money,
3: talking about the size of it, Matt, I lined up for the first time ever my city and then the mini and then the scamp. That's how they are in storage at the moment. I think I sent the photo to you, David, maybe. No, you did not. Oh, I'll send it to someone. <laughs> but I'll send it to you both after this but um you just sent it to me i i I laughed what i said to you the city looks huge huge like the honda city and it looks massive and then it looks tiny next to the city but it's still wider than the stamp and the stamp on the end you just think my god they're getting smaller and smaller (laughs) and it started with a city like this.
1: how how is this doable
3: um (laughs) it's a funny photo i'll text it to you now
4: pretty Um, cool though maddie
1: yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And and I, as as I was saying to um to, to David that night, I picked it up. I'm like, I've never had so many people wave at me, give me a thumbs up, uh, look look of confusion on their face as to what is that. Um, so I was, I've never been. I felt like a bit of a rock star. I felt like Tom's how He feels when he goes on every walk. Um, um. So I then, as I said, I, I drove drove to my parents that night, and um, yeah, look like, it's it's good. It actually it mechanically drives really, really well. I drove it all, I drove it virtually all day today um, oh. to get the to, to get the tires done. I was very hot and bothered by the end of it, but <laughs> um it was it was worth it because I, I I gave it a really good shakedown. But it was funny when I when I called my tire place, he's like he's like he's like, Is this a light truck? I'm like, No, no, it's 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 <laughs> a car managed to get tires for it, got them installed today. And I, I brought the car to him and he, he's like, he just shook his head. He's like, he's like, dude, he's like, he's like this is not even going to fit on a lift. Uh, it barely fit that, 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 some other jacks underneath it. And then it got it like, you know, like just to, 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 give it some leverage <laughs> Um I think one or two of the tyres you said had tubes because the tyres were really, really old, and, and I wanted to do the safe thing and put new, a fresh set of tyres on there, which is I think is a good idea. Yep. Whereas I prefer to take the most ancient tyres <laughs> and continue to drive around on them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually value my life, Edward.
2: Um, <laughs> um, so Did you I, notice a difference driving home?
1: Yeah, it was better. It was definitely better. I mean, the steering needs, I think the rack needs work because it's very yep. wallowy. Um so I'll have to get that looked into. Um, but today when I went to start it, it just went tick, tick, and it just wouldn't do anything. And I was like, what's going on? Like the battery was fine, full of charge. Um, I'm like, I'm like, well, I brought my jump pack instead and jumped it and it still didn't do anything. So I'm like, I'm like, it's definitely not the battery because the battery was even green on the light. Yep. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Dad and I were out there trying to figure it out. I, I checked all the connections to it, to everything, everything was fine. So I was just like, screw it up, I'll, I'll push start it. And um, push started it and it drove off fine, and then it started on the on the key every single time. So I don't know what happened there. I, th- I think was, uh, I, I, I something I have got to figure out what what went wrong because like I parked it, turned it off, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably not going to start again." Bang, started. I just started straight up. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just was a bit unhappy uh, at some point. I don't know why, but um, I got it going.
2: I mean, it was pretty hot, and it's an air cooled car. Yeah. I don't know that that would have any. you know. Uh,
3: I don't I think get- that'd stop it starting. So it was it was just interesting because like
2: it was Not feelings. It was no,
3: they don't. They don't. They're mechanical. <laughs>
1: um, so it, I mean it was it was very interesting um that that, that happened. And I was like, Well, okay, this is it, it it is what it is. I got it started, so that was fine. And then I took it to the Thai shop. They laughed and then they're like, Can you please park this next to the uh to the Iveco that we've got outside that we just did the ties on to to show the comparison between. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great photo, and he's, he's got he's got they've got to put it on their Facebook page saying we cover all cars. Look at look at <laughs> <it>. exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: um, so so when that when that does come, I will I will happily share with you that photo.
2: Um, I love that you said that it reminded you of an puppy dog because you. Mm. I think okay. I've said before on the podcast about that's what they were, that was their nickname in Japan.
1: <laughs> puppy dog. Ooh.
2: Enkoro, yeah, Enkoro, which was, is a puppy dog. I've got a little puppy dog, oh. Enkoro doll sort of thing. Oh. Uh, and that's exactly what the perception of them was when they were new. That was like an eager little puppy dog. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, in,
3: know, yeah. in looks but also in sort of spirit from the way the motor sounds and it's so high revving. Right. revving and that's that. right. Now, we're joined by Mr. Alan Deep Singe. The human blowtorch, and on that note, I have to disappear. But that's yeah. one out,
0: one in, like my car collection.
1: <laughs> sounds good, sounds good. We'll talk to you soon, mate.
0: Sorry to see you leave it. Um, yeah. thank you for introducing me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so Alan, we'll get to your updates in a second, but um. So, uh so yeah really loving the scamp it's um <laughs> it's just got so much character like I I didn't drive it on the freeway today at all I d- I drove it I drove it the back way around to to the tire shop and then um then I took it to super cheap bought a filter for it um it's just it, it should arrive tomorrow the one of the oil filters that Malcolm recommended so um yeah. that's the guy I bought it from so so that'll be ready to go uh, obviously, rust tomorrow and then um then it should be off to to Ratners for a roadworthy and he, he said there's a spot down the back of the workshop anyway, like, regardless of if I, even if I want to leave it there for like a little bit of time, he will cover it up and be all good. So it's always going to be out of the weather, unlike tonight, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, so David, please forgive me. I know you I know you're probably inside in <laughs> <like>, in <laughs> like saying, How
2: could you do that? I, my reason to keep them out of the rain is so they don't shrink because you yeah. really don't need them to be any smaller than they
1: are. That is true, that is true, but um. I I mean considering we gave it a wash and with with a lot with a you know with a bit of pressure and it didn't really leak anywhere or, or water no, code through anywhere. So it'll be okay. It'll be okay for one night, I think. I'm sure yep, it'll be fine.
2: Absolutely
1: no. I just just yeah, I obviously wanted to to get the stuff done like ASAP so I can get it in my name because that's one thing that i that I really want to really want to do. But yeah, I've got to figure out why I didn't want to start from cold. It just, just ticked at me and I was like, well, oh, I've got to figure that out. Um but I've got to put on the door cards. I put on the the the, the um the sun visors, the the, dro- the passenger side one's a bit how you're going, so I'm a bit gentle with it. I'm not really touching it much, but I'm learning. I'm learning the little quirks of the car, and everybody loves it. Um, my mom and dad just pissed themselves laughing, and they're like, "Like, like this, is the, this is the cutest little thing I've ever seen." So, so that's that's a good that's a good thing. Um, so, David, I'm happy to be part of the Scamp fraternity. Really, really enjoying it. So, you're thank, very welcome. Thanks for, the, for, this, for all your help on the weekend as well. I, I really sincerely appreciate that.
2: Absolute pleasure.
1: Moving on with my, my other car updates. So picked up my MR2 today and dropped off the Typhoon. So it's my service month, uh, which I finally <laughs> did it um, So picked up the MR2, air con- air conditioning par- uh, compressor has all been rebuilt, um, all new seals throughout it and put together. And then the guy came and gassed it on Saturday, on Saturday no, Friday. Came and gassed it Friday. He put a he put the die in it. He's like, we'll make sure that if there's any if there's any leaks, it'll come out by Monday. So he came back on Monday today, like this morning, said um, and tried it all again. and said, oh, it's perfect. Um, so he's like, yep, come drop the typhoon off and then you know we'll swap that. So MR2 set a service and the aircon all done. Drove that home and drove it for this afternoon. Um, drove really well. Actually, the aircon was super cool because I hopped out of the car and it was like, oh, heat wave and shut the door again. <laughs> Uh, typhoon just getting a service, so it, there's there's nothing really wrong with that at all. Did have some bad news last night though. Um, someone broke into Steph's car in our driveway, oh, which was oh, which no. was not nice. Um, they stole you know my headphones and they stole a few other bits and pieces and just 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 dirtied a car, left the door open, just just assholeish behaviour. Um, so people are the scumbags. So Steph's a bit upset as she would be. So pretty ballsy to do it in, in our in our front in our. Uh, in our driveway, um, but, but yeah, um, Thomas was um, on guard, and he normally sleeps in the back. But he must have heard them, and he went to the front, and he was staying at the door the whole time. And so he growls when people are at the door. So like, if you so so we we know that he saw them. So I went and bought cameras, <laughs> and inst- and installed cameras, and and I was just yeah, just in other words, if you listen to this podcast, don't be an asshole. Don't steal. Just just don't do mm. it. Be a good person, because because other people really work hard for what they have. So anyway. Don't want to end on that sound note, right? but the positive note uh, is the uh, Scamp is going well, new tyres, and it's step one of the, uh, the revitalization process. But I, I'm, as I said, I just don't, I'm just so impressed with how, how well it drove. So, yeah. So, thank Thanks. you again, David. Mr. Alamdeep Singh, it's been a while since we've had you on, my friend.
0: It has. I apologise. I've been MIA a bit. Um, happy to be back. Unfortunately, in terms of uh, car news, I really don't have that much. Okay, that's okay. All the uh, all the the cars still working as they should be. Some garage, some not, and um, yeah, everything's kind of operating to it. I think the s is due for a service, which will be really funny because it's probably been 200 kilometers since its last service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the guys do like we huh, we just not here a little while ago. I guess I was, but that's all the cars done in the meantime. So. You know, it is what it is. Still better to get the oil changed. Um, and um, I think I've decided, because I missed the recall uh, appointment last time, I'm probably going to have the recall and the service now at the same time because uh, that'll make life a bit easier for me. But mm-hmm. apart from that, yeah, everything's uh, going well.
1: Your updates are uh, all good. So we'll have to catch up soon, Alan, because before you go back to Canberra.
2: Definitely. Um, oh, okay. When are you heading back? Uh,
0: the, the end February. of January. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to give this a whirl. I ended up buying a uh, for Christmas. he will say one of those Christmas presents to myself after Christmas, a Nikon a Z30 ooh. does video recording, and oh. uh, yeah. So I recall uh, May spoke about making at least an episode or two of. Uh, Shall we keep it a surprise for now? Yeah, we'll keep it a
1: surprise for now. But let's uh, let's 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 talk about that after the show.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, some video content for the for the for car talk overall. So um, oh, just goodness. a bit of, yeah, equipment for that. Sounds good, my man.
1: Anyway, to tonight's topic, gentlemen, before we get into the quiz, Highball Cars and Coffee number 10, it was. Um, it was. <clears throat> uh, I, th- I think I see you say it in, in Italian. Um, uh, in all other languages, 10, the number 10. <laughs> um, it was as usual a well-run event by uh, the people at, at the Highball Car Club. Motor, motor. I think they call it They call themselves a motor, motoring club. Though they don't do not they, mister Prince. Highball motor club. Yeah, motor club. Yeah. yeah. Down at the Bosch Centre, so Riz's friends, where he used to, we used to. He was an intern and used to work uh, a, while, a, while, a while ago. It was good. Riz was there. David was there. and um, Harley were there. Ed was there, and we bumped into a few, to a few friendly faces. Like my cousin James, who's been on the show, was there, and a, and a few mm-hmm. other people that were there. So it was a really well really well run event. There was people coming and going all day. Um, I said to myself, I want to get there a bit earlier because I don't want to be stuck in traffic like it was last time. Lo and behold, I was still stuck in traffic because there were people there who waited over the. Then it started out, but that's okay, guys. I wanted to ask your highlights of the event, your your favorite cars. Um, and what you were really, really impressed with. And, yeah, tell us a bit about your favourite cars there and what, and what you brought on the day. So we'll start with Mr Prince.
2: Uh, Mr Prince. Well, I took the aforementioned Integra, which has been to highball before, but certainly blends in a little bit, I think, to, to highball. I mean, people that know what it is, it's, uh, it's a lovely example, but, my goodness, there was some really, there were some really out there things. And interestingly, Highball's gaining such a great profile now that, um, and 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 with their charitable sort of bent that the the money raised goes towards a charity. This this event's um, charity was Police Legacy, uh, and the police uh, actually brought along a couple of vintage paddy wagons and and as uh, Riz said earlier, the, their um, Tesla Model X that's done up as a oh not a, I suppose a patrol car you'd say yeah and um, but also uh, interestingly too there was a, a a red car sitting on the front and centre on the on the forecourt, which uh, happened to be a new Corolla GR. Mm. Um, so it's one of the very first being, being registered in Victoria uh, and brought along and attracted a lot of interest, and I've got to say it was a very cool-looking bit of kit. Toyota have done a lovely job taking – well, actually, the, the, the current shape Corolla, I think, is, is a really smart-looking car, um, but it's ramped up to another level with the uh, GR, with the flared guards over the front rear wheel arches and the spoiler and the um, um, flutes in the bonnet and and behind the front wheels. It's a very cool looking bit of kit. So I did enjoy seeing that.
0: Mm. Is it just
1: me or is there three car companies recently like they're really kicking goals? Like Toyota's come back with a vengeance with all their Mm. new sports sports models. Kia and Hyundai have just been like dropping, you know, really cool cars off the cars like the end division and everything. So like... They're doing some really good stuff, which is really, really impressive. And the Corolla GR, like I remember seeing it, I was like, I saw it come in, I was like, wow, that's a Corolla GR. And yeah, really, really impressed. I think it's definitely got presence.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. But of course, Highball's not about new cars necessarily. Some a couple of other things that's really stood out to me there's a beautiful 80s Nissan Bluebird, the square boxy one that we got, we assembled here. But this one was done up as a um, James Hardy 1000. Um, oh. Car number 55, George Fury and Fred Gibson had to be a replica, obviously, because they had plates. I can't imagine it would be allowed to be driven on the road as a, as the car that um, was actually at Bathurst. But my goodness, it looked good with the blue and red stripes, vertical stripes from Nissan Motorsport mm. back
4: in the day. That was very cool. Did you see that, Riz? Yeah, I did. I mean, there's, there's some retro stuff that you wouldn't see on the road at all these days. No. And that was Correct. one of them.
2: That was, exactly, exactly. There was a very cool, I'm looking at the photo of it, and uh, Corvair, there was, a, there was a metallic sort of burgundy Corvair there, which is a great big long uh, rear-engined air-cooled, I think they are? Oh,
1: uh, well, yeah, the, I believe they are, they are, yeah, they definitely are. They, that they was were, the colour was unsafe at any speed, I believe.
2: Yeah, Ralph Nader wrote a book about them, unsafe at any, any speed, and um, that it didn't go, didn't go well, but swing wheel axles, I think, from memory, and it um, yeah, didn't handle brilliantly, but that was really cool to see. I haven't seen one of those on the road in a very long time. There was a beautiful old uh, Corona, very early Corona Mark II coupe with a lot of patina on it and the most incredible Japanese Grand Prix race meeting badge from 1972 on the grill. That, that really yeah. appealed to me. Some beautiful RX7s. Oh, quite a nice collection of Mark I golfs. Mm. That was very cool. Our friend David Day his beautiful Luce um coupé along, his um RX87 Coupe. That's even rarer than a Mazda Cosmo, less, less built in Japan than than there were original Mazda Cosmos. And that's that's just an amazing thing. People don't believe it when they see it that it was ever a thing, but it was. <laughs> and sort of towards the later part of the morning, in roller. Um, Mid julep LX Tirana hatchback SS 4.2 with the purple stripes, green with all sort of purpley gray stripes with the original hubcaps on it, just absolutely bone stock original, and it was absolutely stood out like a, a beacon. That was gorgeous, that. that yeah, was- beautiful thing. So that was just a couple that stood out to me.
4: Uh, yeah, very cool
2: stuff.
1: A uh, couple that stood out to me, I don't know if you saw that XB, that oh, I was in the, like the left side car park, that, I had no paint on it but it had a clear you know it was it was cleared over the top with um it was just like rusted and, and bare metal.
2: Oh okay no I didn't see that.
1: Uh that was really cool. Um and there was like a bit of a story behind it how he found the car and everything and, and I, I thought that I thought that was kind of cool. There was a really there was a nice first gen Pajero there. Uh the the yellow one with the, all the 80s striping in that you could ever you can ever imagine. So so that, oh, that was a, yep. pretty pretty damn cool. Tons of BMW 8 Series, which was surprising because they're they really coming out of the woodwork recently. Obviously, they, obviously, there's tons of like your, your Porsches and stuff. Uh, but that there was a really nice, um, was it ivory over cherry? I guess you could say um, Combi. Yes, uh, that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, um,
2: got a photo of that. I yeah, I would have said salmon watermelon. You know, somewhere peach maybe.
1: Peach, you know? Yeah, I agree with that.
2: <laughs> it certainly wasn't red. That's for sure.
1: No, it definitely wasn't red. Very 60s. Um, uh, all the windows in the world. It was just it had the Safari pop out. Just it was yep. super cool. Um, you know, if i wanted to have one, it'd be that car. As uh, for some, for some of our Bond fans, for your eyes only, uh, James Bond was there in yes. in, in, in two uh, and Then they parked next to each other, which, which was which was really really cool. I did I did like that um, as much as uh, a <laughs> as much as I'm a bit of a um. James Bond, tragic. That was cool, cool. Cool to see. Cool to see some of those. There was a Sandman there. I haven't seen a Sandman in a while. Yep. Sandman Ute. Obviously the Corolla uh, As you as you mentioned earlier, there was the completely bonkers, way over the top WX Mini uh, that had oh yes yes engine yes. in the back of a Mini, a, a original Mini. It was, I mean, well engineered, well the, the you know just well done car. Um, Way over the top, but I guess that, if you're going down that route, you, you may as well you may as well do that. If That's right. A few other few other good ones that I, that I I really liked, uh, which which I'll get to a, a little bit later. But um, I got I got talking to a guy that had an SR2 laser there. There, there was some, there was some really cool cars. There was a Golf, a Safari Golf. Yes, that, that, the blue one. Cool. Um, which was which was really really cool. I didn't expect to see one of those because I I, I I know they sold them in, in Europe and stuff, but I haven't I haven't seen one before. So I I haven't seen one like in person that that is before. So 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 that that was pretty cool cool to see. There was just so much cars, so, so, plenty to look at. Couldn't keep my eyes off, off all the stuff that was there. Like you'd you'd walk around and there'd be just something about oh well, I've got to look at that. Like as there is in as there is in every kind of event that they have, but really really well, uh, kind of kind of organized and yeah, really I'm just going going through my reel of, of the pictures like my my favorite cars, my favorite cars that were there, some nice original minis, and I think that would was was my uh, was my. My list. What about you, Riz?
4: Yeah, there's obviously all of the cool ones that you guys have talked about. I was, it was good to see a few. I think there were two Carmen gears. Yeah, they were. There I came across. So that was. they were pretty cool BMW 2002s. There were a couple of them around out of some of the older stuff. I mean, obviously, seeing Ed's Moke was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was quite cool that wrx engine mini i think it was yeah that was quite cool usual lotuses not too many of them and there was just some real cool retro stuff like there were a few masters that i've never really seen in like on the roads yeah and well also also was quite surprised to see how many i30 n edition cars there were yes. <laughs> There, I mean, as as someone described, they're basically like the new, more affordable Golf GTI equivalent sort of.
1: They were absolutely everywhere. I hadn't seen so many in, in my entire life.
4: So clearly, they're selling quite a few of those, and maybe that's where the Toyota Corolla GR makes sense because there's clearly an appetite for those, you know, warm hatch sedan sort of vehicles in the market that this has been a bit of a gap and the the 86 and the brz are getting a little bit old now even with the new refresh that they've had so people are looking for something maybe slightly a bit more powerful a bit more modern so yeah it seems to be doing well amongst the car enthusiast community but yeah just really cool to see just retro stuff in general very, very well organized event, and they seem to be getting better and better every time.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, like,
4: yeah, you're right. There, there was a lot of,
1: there was a lot of, and and um, you know, Hyundai ends there, which which was cool to see. But there was there was there was a really lovely um six three five CSI that was just on the lawn at the yeah. front of me, on the side uh, near where where Robert Harley's E30 was, and and like I just I'm like I haven't seen a nice one of those in a very long time, so it was it was cool to see one of those. Uh, come out because a lot of them you know either been stanced or just driven into the ground or all the nice ones are kind of put away so it was nice to see one nice to see one of those I met Andrew who's got those two Magnus. Um uh, yep mm, he was he was a cool he was a cool guy um, very cool guy so his Elite was there on the day really really looking looking fantastic really liked that car but yeah probably definitely a few of the standouts uh, as as you were saying uh, Riz and, and and David were. Were kind of the the more unique stuff that, that we didn't really we didn't really really see like like there's tons of supercars and everything as, as there always is it it for like you know myself when i when i when i saw like a really really cool you know you know like for example like that guy with the laser i went up and talked to him and he basically he's got two sr2s and it turns out that david david actually knows him yeah. <laughs> or knows of him
2: know him through um, the trade
1: yeah or through the trade um So yeah, it was just cool to see, you know, all different cars that like, you know, even like a basic Corolla that was there, just, just with, with with some cool, cool, like center, you know, like metal hub cap and and a, and a, and a hub ring kind of looked cool. You know, it was, it was really cool to see like just such an eclectic mix of cars and, and, but the vibe was really good. If you know what I mean? Like, I hate using the word the vibe, but like everybody was super chill. Everybody was super nice to each other. Yep. There was no, there was no one really, you know, kind of. Yeah, uh, you know, look how look how cool my car is compared to yours, and anything like that. So that, that was actually it was generally a really really good event, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Now, guys, I've got to ask you what your favourite cars are before Riz goes. What was your favourite car of the day?
2: Oh, I'm going to say Mean Green Fiesta ST. <laughs> oh, is that politically correct?
1: Oh, yeah, you you could say that. I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll 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 take one one uh, first place for a change. I'll I'll
4: I'll happily take that. <laughs> Um, um, I've got to say, a vehicle uh that came up with a very special edition, Yoshi Spec.
1: <laughs> if you guys like texting each other just to say that, because I'm no. go, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say my favorite car there was uh, a Ford Fiesta
4: ST. Ford Fiesta
1: in but but second to that, because obviously that's the winner for tonight. Um, <laughs> was a lovely first gen CRX that was parked next to yours. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I did. I, I did
2: have a, a few few photos of that, and I didn't mention that, but I should I should have mentioned that. But I'm glad you did. That's very kind.
1: Um, I kept it for the end because I wanted to to tell you that was that was my that was my favorite. Car. That that equally with the combi because the combi was beautiful. It was just yes. a stunning car. But yeah, that's CRX because obviously that's that's your son's car, David. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've never seen it before. I've I've, I've seen a couple pictures, but I've, I've heard you talk about it. It's better in in the in the flesh than it is in and in, in the pictures. Um, There's just it's like he's done a because it he, he, he came with no engine. I believe that car and everything.
2: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's had it fifteen yeah. years. So he yeah. bought it before he could drive. Um, it was a bit of a hobby car with a with a, a, a mate in the club. They uh, he helped him sort of get it up and running, and he le- had driving lessons in it. I can remember, you know, he'll starts on Waverley Road in it, you know, and uh, with with L plates on it. But he actually got through uh, learning Japanese in secondary school. Just well, he he took up Japanese in in year nine, I think it was, just so he could get on Yahoo Japan and find as many new <laughs> old, 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 original bits for that car and it's paid off because it, it's everything on. It's just lovely.
1: Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was just all the like I was just saying earlier, all the finicky little details was just, was just awesome. It was such a really cool, really cool car to see. And obviously that's not an Australian delivered car because we never got the first gens here, but to, to, like knowing that the, the history with that car, knowing how long he's had it and and everything and, and just, and seeing it in, in RL, um, was 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 very cool so that was my car of
2: the day mm. oh, that's very
1: kind you've just you've just sent us a bit about the n360 which we'll have, have to go through uh because it's yeah, very re- I'll very very exciting I'll have, I'll have a read of that but you have to go my friend
4: Um i do thanks for having me on gents really good to see everybody that could have made it to um highball and um lots of cool cars and yeah just Good to see us start off 2023 this way. Absolutely,
1: completely, completely agree. Um, it was it was it was good to, good to actually catch up with with all you guys and and um and see you guys because obviously we ha- we haven't really had a chance to properly catch up in, in a while, so it was good to see you. So Riz, um, good, good luck, and I'll, I'll speak to you soon.
4: Thanks, Jens. Have fun.
1: So yeah, tell me about that. Here, actually, a bit more, David. Um, because like, did you guys import that or was it already here?
2: No, no, he found it. Um. Oh, it, it must have been on Gumtree or something like that. It was actually in Dingley, and a guy had bought it uh, and taken the ZC engine out of it, the 1600 Twin Cam. To, I think he's in a race car or a, some other project anyway, but he was basically just didn't want the, want the rest of the car. And it was a genuine SI, so it had the ZC in it from the factory, obviously. Five speeds, got a sunroof. Now, the first-gen CRXs were called the Belayed Sport, one and, and a handful did come into the country a lot of plastic in that car front guards are plastic obviously the bumpers but the lower the lower panels below the the body molds on the side the rear windows are perspex in them oh really um, yep yep so it weighs next to nothing i think it's about 750 kilos wow. like it's pretty light um and with that twin cam 1600 engine it's um it's 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 a very fun little car to ride, like a go kart. Literally, basically sitting on the road. But yeah, it's um, it, it's one that he's come back to a number of times over over the years and fiddled around with it. And, and but it, it's running beautifully at the moment, and he uh, loves it to bits. So I don't think it's going anywhere soon.
1: Are they are they double wishbone front and rear like the second one, or are they? Are they uh, no, like
2: I, think like- okay. I think it's torsion bar. Okay, it's torsion bar front end in them, I think yeah, back yeah. there so it's basically it's basically a third gen Civic so that was when when in 83 when they released the third gen Civic it was actually there were four models so there was the CRX there was the three-door hatch the four-door sedan the five-door wagon and they were you know basically nothing. Carried over to it for either one. I mean, okay. obviously the engines, engines are the same, but I think every panel on the on all of them was different. You know, the the profile of the bonnets and the windscreens and the pillars and all that sort of thing. So, spare parts nightmare, of course. But Mister <laughs> Hunter was never adverse to doing that. He loved fiddling around with his cars and um, doing little special things to different models and different ones within the range, sort of thing. So,
1: yeah, I, I was going to say because, like, it, I. I know they're very loved in America. I, I watched the, I watched a lot of things with like first generation CRXes. I've uh, been on a bit of a Honda rabbit hole, as you can as you can imagine. <laughs> um and yeah, they they the first generation CRX, I believe, was the like the cheapest. Was it no? It was no, Was it the cheapest or the most fuel efficient car you could buy?
2: Oh, yeah, there was a there was a version called the HF, the one point three HF
1: correct yeah
2: it was the uh the super economy one yeah for a number of years i think it was the most economical car in america
1: because one they weighed nothing um and two tiny little engine and just yeah you know, but but everyone said despite the fact that were they were again, the 1.3 uh, nugget engine was was very gutless it was still fun to drive yeah yeah and that's and that's why they got such a reputation of just being being great um but, again, the survival rate on a lot of them just is very, very low, um, which is which is a shame because people are saying, oh, I, I remember having a CRX. It was the most fun car ever. And now the prices of CRX are going through the roof. Exactly. Um, is, it's funny how nostalgia works. So that kind of works with every car. But, yeah, I don't I don't think they got a hot one in the first generation, did they? Because I know they got the SI in the second generation, but in the first generation, I think they got like a –
2: Images the, is an SI. that. that... That car there on on Sunday was an SI,
1: but like the states, I don't think they got an SI in the first.
2: Oh, year. okay. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'd have to check up with that. I, this Mitch's car was a um, a JDM car. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the steering wheel was on the correct side of the right of the car. Um. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I think I've got a CRX brochure from the early eighties uh, or an American Civic brochure, which listed the CRX as part of the range. So I'll, they certainly had the HF. Did they have the twin cam? Hmm. I'll get back to you on that.
1: Sounds good. Uh, um, I'm excited to to hear uh, about that. Uh, so yeah, I, I really fell in love with that car. I, Any, I, I like I took the fog light covers off, put them in the seat, and and he <laughs> he, he he really showed it off, you know, quite well. And I, I was you know very very impressed. So just yeah. let just, just let him know that I'm. I will. Be, I uh, will. <laughs> with with that car.
0: Um, Gentlemen, is it quiz time? Just quickly before we move on, uh, David, you mentioned a Nissan Bluebird. Yeah. Uh, And you said it was a boxy type. Yeah. Was this one in particular a white in colour? Yes. Yeah. And did it actually have highball stickers on it? I think it did, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: Yes, it did, I think. On the windscreen, you mean? Yeah, on the windscreen. Uh, Stripe that said highball. Oh, uh, well, we all got a sticker put under our windscreen wiper. Okay. Because there's one on sale currently.
0: It's an 81 Bluebird Alex manual. Uh, yeah, currently available for sale. Mm. And it uh, looks quite clean. So I'm just trying to think, is that the same car you saw? I'll have a quick look. Can you send a link to that car and I'll show you? I can. All right. And just send it through. Actually, I'll send it through to you on Facebook, David, if that's all right. But, um, yeah, if that was the same car that like you guys saw, I think...
2: The, the car at Highball was in full racing livery. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it had its lovely what it looked like uh Simmons wheels and um and yeah the the, the driver's name on it and the, the um George Fury and Freddie Gibson. Okay, so this this one looks... Oh okay. Yeah you know, no that car, <laughs> the car you've just sent through actually belongs to John at which is one of the organizers of Highball. Oh and I see that's, that's actually a Japanese spec uh first gen, 81, because we didn't get the Bluebird still 82. Mm. But that was a car bought in by General Motors to see what all the fuss was about and and before the car was released. So that was around the time Holden were developing the Chimera. So they bought the bought that Bluebird out to actually um, compare it to the Chimera. They
1: actually did that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's got an interesting provenance, that car. And, John, I've done a little bit of work on it. Um, so it's... It's the same shape, but that's actually a Japanese domestic market car rather than the Australian-built one. That's pretty cool.
0: One yeah. thing I noticed in the pictures is it has two volume knobs and two outputs for stereo headsets for the passengers.
2: Yeah, in the back seat or the front in seat? The, um, in the centre console for the back passengers. Back yeah, passengers. yeah, that's right. So that's something the LX did have here. LX was obviously the the, the luxury version. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember them having that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so, and they were advertised as uh, the sticker on the on the back window said the first four cylinder limousine. <laughs> 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 that was their big selling point.
0: They were a little bit uh, ambitious with that.
1: With that, that uh,
2: they, they, were, they
0: were. That being said, you know, headphones and you know audio control for the rear pass, that's pretty cool. I must say.
1: <laughs> to be fair. That's very cool because that came out well before my LTD, and my LTD has that. So
2: okay, okay,
1: yep. um, which is which is probably Ford said, oh well, after uh, Ford went to GM, can we borrow that car when you're done?
0: <laughs> and took ideas from it as well. It looks to have power mirrors as well. Like there's quite a bit of tech in this car. Yep,
2: yep, yeah. So that was a top top line for the time. So the very similar. We got our, our local cars, though got different bumper bars. Uh, got different trim different interior trims and there was a lot more australian content obviously to satisfy the the regulations but i'm not sure if they were ckd or whether the body panels were pressed here because they had quite a run on them for quite a while they were probably ckd but as i said there were there was certain certainly some uh local content with trim and carpets and that sort of thing bumper bars tires all those sorts of things would have been sourced locally well gentlemen are you ready for the quiz Let's go, you and me, Alan. It's, it's going to be top one on one. Let's Mano about Emano. Emano, Emano. I was about to
1: say that Emano, Emano. There's, there's no excuse, guys. This is the battle to end all battles. Alan's standing up. About that. Let's put the lights on. He's, he's. You know the rules, gentlemen. Ten questions plus some bonus questions. Let's get into it. Question one: Which Holden Commodore was the first to receive fuel injection? David. David.
2: That would be the VK.
1: That would be correct. Well done. Bonus question. Why did this engine only last one model in the VK before it was changed to the RB, which was the Nissan-based
0: engine, in the VL Commodore? Oh. Alan. I guess because they were doing a deal with Nissan. Uh, I, no. <laughs> Come on. That's fair.
2: <sighs> uh, I was going to say David because it was rubbish, but no.
1: Uh, both incorrect. Uh,
2: sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. It, it, no no with, with fair reason. Uh, um, <laughs> they were known to like the last of the VK or I think they were the old two hundred two engines. <laughs> um, I think I think it was at the time you saw that they a guy bought a brand new one and he's like the motor in this is rubbish and they took it apart and the the castings were that bad and worn out <clears throat> that the, the engine that he had even though it was brand new felt like it was like a car with three hundred thousand k's on it because it just was yeah. that loose. Yeah. But the, the answer to that question was, the the old um, injected uh, straight six did not meet emissions, so that was the oh, there you the, go okay reason why they went to Nissan. I think even even this one had you've seen the engine now. See the car was meant to be in. I think that was one of their one of their ad campaigns about about uh, you know their their new Skyline. At the oh time.
2: okay, <laughs> cute.
1: So I'll have to find that ad somewhere. It's actually quite funny. It's a big it's a bit of a throwing shade at at at, at old mate uh, GM. Question two: The Ford Falcon XR8 ED Sprint made how much power in kilowatts? I'll give
0: closest okay. two point five. XR8 Sprint. So these were the ones that they brought out after they had to shut FPV down, correct? No,
1: no, no. no, this, no, is no. The,
0: this is the ED XR8. 8 Oh, sprint. ED. Sorry,
1: sorry. So, so back in the in the early or mid nineties, early to mid nineties, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had I had something for the current one, but. Or the last one I could say. <sighs> I'll go 175. 175,
1: says Mr. David
0: Prince. 175. Okay, I will say 162.
1: 162. The answer is a claimed 200 kilowatts out of the five litres. <laughs> oh, on, bull crap bullcrap. <laughs> so David gets the, gets the point 0.5. <laughs> um <laughs> five it's yeah it, it made 200 kilowatts because the, the ed XR8 sprint was actually an interesting car because um they released the EBGT if you remember that David thats um, right yeah um which had the glorified 200 kilowatts but it actually didn't make that so when the ED came along it was basically a poverty pack XR8 with the hot 200 kilowatt engine like a like proper 200 kilowatt engine in it, and it was quicker uh, handled better and did everything better than the EBGT. But at a qu- like a fraction of the price. And it was it, and it was, you know, everyone's like, if you need if you know, you know that's the one to have like in terms yeah. in terms of the, in terms of those.
2: And round headlights too, didn't it?
1: Correct, round headlights, yeah. Cool looking car. Mm-hmm. E, question three. Uh Alan, I'm sorry, but you're probably not gonna get this question. Uh question three, what is the curve weight of a Honda N three sixty? Alan got in there.
0: Uh six hundred and seventy-five kilos. 675 says Alan. Uh, Mr. Prince,
2: uh, I'll say 500.
1: 500, it's actually 508 to be exact. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'll, gi- I'll-, <laughs> I'll give you give the
2: point. Um, uh, is yeah. sitting in it, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's there. Uh, a neck-breaking twenty-three kilowatts.
2: Uh, joke about it as as you may well. However, more kilowatts per litre than a Lamborghini Diablo. There you go.
0: You heard also, it. I think that comes to a whopping forty-six kilowatts per ton. <laughs> yeah. Mate,
1: that's it's, it's it's not bad. It's not bad.
2: 31, 31 horsepower, as it was back in the day, which compared to the two twenty horsepower that the Fair Five Hundred put out was pretty good
1: it's a better car let's be honest mm. it's a better car <laughs> i mean i, I love the it's one of my all-time <laughs> cars, so I, 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 I won't knock it question four why is silver the choice of mercedes-benz's race car david. david
2: uh because it was the color of the metal and basically they didn't paint them because that added weight
1: i'll pay that the actual story goes that in the 1934 race at the Nürburgring, Mercedes-Benz's white aluminium, it was, the car was white, had oh. an aluminium-body W25 race car, had to be under 750 kilos to race, yep. but it came in one kilogram overweight. So the racing manager decided to have the paint grounded off, resulting in the sparkling silver that ended up being winning the race and cementing the uh, archetypal colour. There you go. Oh, that I is knew. the... I
2: knew it was white. I didn't realise it was peeled off at the... Uh, scraped off at the event. It's scraped off, yep. Imagine getting that job before the flag drops
1: Question 5 In what decade did Mercedes come out with anti-lock brakes On their S-Class? David David.
2: I'll say the 80s
0: 80s is incorrect Alan 90s would be too late I'm going to
2: say 70s 70s
0: is correct, well done Thank you David (laughs)
2: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it was a calculated risk, The because uh, the a 380 SEC was the first car in Australia with anti-lock brakes, and that was 82, I think they came out here. Yeah, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping, but of course, yeah, we, we get them much later than the others, so that, that probably explains why the 126s. One, 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 no, 126 shape? Uh, no, it might have oh, jeez. The 70s would have been the 116.
1: 116, yeah. Correct. Mm. Okay. Um, bonus question. Who do they work with in order to make this happen?
2: David. David. I think it's Bosch. The Bosch is correct.
1: Oh, would you like a score check, Alan? Just, just putting it out there? <laughs> All right. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> question six. Independent rear suspension was ushered in first by which car company?
2: Independent rear suspension. Can we have a year?
1: Oh, I can find the year for you. Oh.
2: No, no, that's right. I thought you might have had this. That might have been the bonus question. (laughs) Um, I'll have a guess. David? Uh, 1961 was the year. Oh, okay. In the
1: year 1961. David, the floor is yours.
2: No, no, I think I've messed it up. I don't think it's uh, relevant now. Um, I was going to say Citroën, but... Um, but that would be wrong because it would have they didn't have any significant model release in sixty one.
1: Um, so uh, that's correct. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> I wish I could give you a point, but I can't. You can still have a guess though, because because you said you, you answered the question yourself about
0: Citroen not being it.
1: Yeah, or David, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, can we have a country? <laughs> um, <laughs> That'll give it away. I'll have a guess before the country. Okay.
1: Okay, you can have a guess before the country.
2: Volvo. Incorrect.
1: Okay. Uh, the country is the UK. Well, well, I mean it's England, more specifically, to be a country.
2: England. There you go. Really? Sixty-one.
1: It's it's on a plate, Alan. It's on a plate for you.
0: What have we got old Hyundai England. Triumph?
1: What's a famous? What's a fa- famous? <laughs> what's a famous British car brand?
0: <laughs> Land Rover, Jaguar. I was gonna say Triumph.
1: Who are you gonna say? Who are you gonna say? Out of the, it's one triumph. of those three. It's one of those three. Who are you gonna say? Uh, triumph. Oh, Jag. It's Jag.
0: Uh, it's Jaguar. The Jag. Uh,
1: in there, they brought it out in the XKE. There you go. Okay. It was the first car to have independent rear suspension.
2: We know what the XKE is out here.
1: Do we?
2: Uh, yeah, it was the E type. The XKE was the name of the E type in America.
1: Okay, all yeah. right. So, it, was so it wasn't called the E type here. Yeah?
2: It was called the E type here. Yeah, uh, the XKE. It was called XKE in America.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I have I have learned something new. There you go. Question seven: Which luxury Japanese manufacturer started first? Acura, Lexus, or Infinity? David. David.
2: I'm going to say acura.
1: And then it would be correct. Well done. Question eight. The name acura means acu in Latin for precise or precision. The badge might look like an A, but it is not. What tool reflects its precise nature shown in the badge? Ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: David. David I don't know the name of it, but it's like one of those things for measuring, what do you call it? It's got a little twisty thing in the middle. I've had a mental blank.
1: I can't give you the twisty thing in the middle, but if Alan can, can figure it out, no, um, that's not a plate. Come
2: on, Alan. Measuring calipers. Yes, that is. There correct. you go. There measuring you go. Caliper. Thank
1: oh, you, David. I would have taken caliper or measuring caliper. That's,
0: that's fine. I was going to say some scissors or like metal cutting shears or something. <laughs> I, I, actually,
1: I actually didn't know that until I until I researched a bit more into Acura, and then because as I said, I've been on a Honda tangent for the last yeah, you know rabbit hole <laughs> for, the, for the last year. You know, few weeks now so i was like oh i thought i always thought it was an a but now, now i know so of course
2: the first cars that were acuras were integras and legends correct so yep. in 86 in america i think and uh, maybe 85 but if not 86 uh, and then of course when the nsx released that was an acura as well but now they've got a huge range of different things with suvs and accord euro was an acura in america
1: Question nine. The last generation of my favourite car, the Holden Cruze, was okay. made in two locations for our market. Where were they? 1. David. David.
2: I'm going to say Adelaide and South Korea.
1: That is spot on two points for you.
2: Adelaide, Little Lane.
1: Bonus question. What car did it replace? David. David.
2: Holden Vectra, didn't it?
1: Incorrect. Hmm. Uh Alan. What car did the Holden Cruise replace? It's not the Vectra. Just putting it out there. It's not the Vectra because that that was David's answer.
2: Okay.
0: The Barina? No, it was the Holden Viva. Viva. Viva.
2: You know, I actually, I I thought I should have said Astra. I'd actually forgotten about the Viva.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because, like, they had the Vectra, then they stopped it, and then they brought in the Viva for, like, a little bit of time, and that was kind of like the in-between cut between that and the cruise, which nobody remembers what a Holden Viva is because they were terrible.
2: Um, They were the the rebadged Daewoo Lissetti, weren't they? Correct,
1: Mm. yeah. That's them. Question 10. In which decade did Nissan or Nissan, as our American brothers like to call Nissan. it, become a brand?
0: Oh, okay. I remember doing an assignment like you in Japanese on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you mean Nissan became a brand as opposed to Datsun, or do you mean
1: uh, the, the actual Nissan name?
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Became a brand, yeah.
2: Closest to? I'm going to say. Yep, closest to slide.
1: 1935.
2: 1935 says Mr. Prince. <clears throat> Alan's going back. He's not worrying about any medical exams he's had in the last while or assessments or any of those things. He's going back to year seven Japanese. He is. I thought, hey, hey. You got <laughs> that? It, was, it was the 30s, wasn't it? Let's say 1934.
1: 1934. The answer is actually in the 1930s, so I'll give it to the 1930s closest to, and that it would be you, Mister Mister Alan saying So well done.
2: Ah, well done. 32 was it?
1: I believe it was. I'm gonna double check that. <clears throat> um, Nissan. Um, so score check. Alan on three, uh, and tonight's winner on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven point five, is Mister David Prince. Well done.
2: Oh, thank you very much.
0: Well done, David. <laughs> How enjoyable! Although I feel some of the questions have been biased. <laughs>
2: There's only one scam question. Come on.
1: There was one scam question. There was a there was an accurate question. <laughs> so it's a it's all a um, conspiracy, isn't it? Alan? It is. <laughs> if I'm not winning, it's conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on the show tonight. It was uh, a
0: pleasure we'll some- as always. Well.
1: We'll do some plugs, Mr. Defrid.
2: Plugs. Um, well, I should plug my business or um, a weekend away. Oh, no, all the podcasts, uh, Auto Retro. We're in negotiations to continue with our uh, um, podcast where we talk to people about the cars of their lives. Um, it's a, child, a young child involved. So that's just why we've uh, been taking a, a bit longer to get into back into the swing of it. But we will get back there absolutely it's going to happen that doesn't sound really good our producer had a child that's what I mean <laughs> not that there's a young child involved so.
0: It's a there's cust- a custody battle isn't it <laughs> the, the, young, the young child's holding up the negotiations you know oh too many several bottles. Sorry, of milk. milk <laughs> <cans>. <laughs> I'll
1: um, give our boy a plug please
0: um, if you're interested in anything <laughs> in the electric space or uh, looking for what cars uh, brand new guys are going for in the, uh, in the market hit up a good friend at carloop.com.au. Make sure you pay the right amount because at this point, there's a big, I think, upheaval in the market with people's finances kind of not being approved and that sort of thing. So you can definitely find yourself a bargain.
1: Absolutely. Like and share our Facebook pages, Car Talk with Manny J. Give me some of your previous episodes. They are all up on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting app slash RSS feed. Look us up there. Also, check out our merch. Go to, go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store. You'll find some merch there. Or become a patron to our Patreon. Big hello again to our, to our patrons so far. And just go to patreon.com forward slash Car Talk Podcast, and you will find us there. Gentlemen, love your work as always. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. Take it easy.
2: Thank you, Matty. Have a
1: great week. Thank you. Catch you later.